Hello, everybody. Happy Friday, and welcome to episode four of the GVG cast. I'm your host, Ash Paulson, and I am joined today by my wonderful friends and GVG co-founders, Derek Bittner and Steve Bowling. And we're here to kick back, chat about some gaming news, answer some patron topics, and just generally hang out with all of you fine folks. Ooh. Derek and Steve, how's it going, man? How's your week been? How you guys hanging in there? Oh, it's been a blur. <laughs> yeah. It's been a week, right? <laughs> it, it has been a week. Yeah. I, I, yeah. uh, so, so I, I told you guys this, but like Wednesday mm. night, I had a friend who got in two car accidents in 24 hours. Right. And the poor thing, Ooh. uh, ended up in the emergency room at like 11 PM, which of course, and for those of you, obviously this is Friday now, so I can talk about this. I was preparing our Kirby preview <laughs> and, uh, yes. mm -hmm. I was in the middle of doing that, but when, you know, when someone calls me and says they're in the ER and they're alone and, and they, they need a friend, I'm not going to be like, well, hold on. I'm editing a YouTube thingy. Uh, so <laughs> right, I, I got up and I, I threw my coat on and I, I dashed to the hospital and I thought I'd be there like two hours. You know, I was like, oh, you know, I'll come back home 1, 2 a.m. I'll finish what I was doing. I'll make sure everything's set. And uh, unfortunately, my friend's family didn't show up till like 8 a.m. the following morning. Oh my God, why yeah, did it take so long? So I was, I was in the, and I also didn't think that they, that they'd be in the hospital that long. Cause fortunately for my friend, like they weren't super banged up. Like they were definitely in some pain, uncomfortable, but like, they're going to be fine. Like it's, you know, there were no outward signs of injury, uh, but they were really just wanting to like rule out concussions and stuff like that. And if you don't know, if you've never been concussed one, congratulations Two, uh, you are not supposed to sleep if you're suspected right. to have a concussion, because you can literally pass away in your sleep from a concussion. Uh, mm, so, right, you know, me being the friend that I am was trying to entertain them the whole time. <laughs> I was like, hey, let's play a game. Hey, let's talk, you know. And so I didn't sleep either. Um, but oh I around Jeez, man. Uh, 4 a.m. around around there, my phone died, you know, my and I wasn't playing on my phone or looking at my phone. So. Derek and Ash are like trying to get a hold of me, telling me like, "Hey, the Kirby preview never finished uploading. Where are you?" And I finally got, yeah. you know, I was asleep. I was asleep in a chair in a hospital, and uh, <laughs> so I woke up around like I want to say seven a.m. my time, which is an hour after Kirby previews were supposed to go live. And I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> and so I, I was already streaming the demo. <laughs> yeah. Derek is already streaming that the demo. That thing was so weird. And yeah. I, being I mean, the IT person I am, I had access to my editing computer from my phone. So I literally finished the upload from my phone in a hospital. Uh, and right. then, it, like, I, I barely, like, I was in and out of sleep because I was still waiting for my friend's parents to show up at this point. And uh, finally, like, it happened. And and the I saw the little mm -hmm. notification. It's like, oh, here's your preview. And I was like, better late than never and fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I, I uh, mean, well, I hope she's going to be okay. It sounds like she will be. But yeah, I hope she, she'll, she's you know, totally fine. She was at, at good, that point, good. she was more, you know, uh, definitely, you know, a little worse for wear, a little banged up, but she's expected to make a full recovery. Nothing permanent, nothing lasting, you know. I mean, the only, you know, obviously, car is probably not in great shape, but physically, she's yeah. fine. And, and that's really, that made me happy, you know. And obviously, what are friends for if not to keep you from passing out from a concussion i don't know <laughs> right yeah huh? by the way uh sorry derek really quickly i just want to oh, shout out sakara d and send them some good vibes because their dad might be getting a heart transplant this weekend oh geez uh, based oh, on our wow. live audience chat so sending you all the good you and your father all the good vibes sakara d please let us know how it goes and we are hoping for the best uh for him so absolutely just wanted to 
let you know that. Uh, so, so go ahead, Derek. Didn't mean to cut you oh, off. I was, just, I was just saying, speaking of car crashes, um, I, I my dad last year, this was last year, but it's still just, an, it, it's incredible to me. So last year, my uh, dad's, oh boy, this is, here's some family tree for you. My dad's uh, girlfriend's son got into a car accident. Okay. Oh no. And um, oh, no. it was as like, it's to the point where I, we don't know how he survived with only getting like a banged up knee. Because uh, let me let me send you this, put the picture in the, in live audience chat. Um, oh man, about oh, what what it actually looked like. Let me see if it pops up here. Yeah, there it is. Look at that! It what? was literally ripped in half, and how? only a, and only an injured knee, busted up knee, and you know a concussion and all that. How do you get that, out of that? Talk about how luck. do you? I have yeah. no idea. Jeez, well, alive, um, well, walking around, all that, but yeah, jeez, <laughs> that is amazing. Well, that is incredible. I'm so happy they were okay. Um, mm. On my end, I don't really have a car accident story to tell, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> but good uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, but going back to uh, what Steve was talking about previews. Uh, we had our Kirby preview this week, and we uh, I made my first YouTube short this week. We decided to try something yeah. new uh, for our indie game coverage. So I did I did a preview of Sea of Stars uh, as a YouTube short. And based on the comments, it seems like you guys like it, so that's good. Um, I'm super happy to hear that. But basically, if you don't know what this game is, it's a love letter to Chrono Trigger. If you love Chrono Trigger, Super Mario RPG, Illusion of Gaia, all those games from the 16-bit golden era of JRPGs, you got to check out Sea of Stars. So check out the short if you'd like, but that was uh, one of the things I did this week. And it was an interesting uh, experience learning how to make a YouTube short and and just get a handle on that. So that was pretty cool. And yeah. uh, well, before we get too much further into the episode, we do, uh, of course, have a True. couple of sponsors for today's, uh, today's episode. But the first one is our good friend, The Game Orb. And The Game Orb is a YouTube channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X gaming systems. While games like Sonic Colors Ultimate and Splatoon 2 can be seen on the channel, The Game Orb will have a new Mario Party Superstars video every weekday this month, which will include a match with me, Steve, and a friend of his, as well as videos showing all five boards with 30 turns each and ranking all the minigames and groups of which game they originated from. So be sure to subscribe to The Game Orb at the link in the description and in the YouTube chat, which I'm going to be doing that right now, as always. And uh, as you know, thank you so much, Game Orb. And please, everyone in our audience, show the Game Orb some love yes. by subscribing to yes. his channel. Absolutely should. And I just pinned it uh, to the top of the chat. So there you go. <laughs> I, I, I have um, to call this out real quick. I'm sorry, because it's being commented on. I was making a face because I read our most recent super chat, which <laughs> is like a real. Can I just uh -oh. read this one out of order real quick? Because sure. it, it speaks to my heart. And, and there's a story okay. attached, I promise. But uh, Mirpat with $30, thank you so much, says, wow. Hey, y'all, almost never get to watch <laughs> these live due to work. I'm off tonight, though, and three edibles deep. <laughs> LOL, Hell wishing y'all yeah, good luck and good vibes. Now, I am not like a, like a <laughs> master of my destiny when it comes to uh, edibles or, or any kind of like non-alcohol-based uh, inebriation. Let's just put it that way. Um, mm -hmm. But I have at one point eaten three edibles and holy hell is that a ride. That is... I, so yeah. My, my grandma, when she passed away a few years ago, uh, my mom was in like a rare 
kind of mood and she was like i want to get messed up bad and she was like my mom died i need this don't fucking judge me here's some money go buy weed and i was like what <laughs> so i was so i i get in the hi, car mom indeed <laughs> yeah hi mom yeah. and so That's i awesome. i get in the car and me and my brother go down and we get just like neither my brother nor i really know what we're doing and so i'm like i would like some marijuana please and one marijuana and please. i was like <laughs> i would like yeah. some marijuana <laughs> and they're like and they're like and i was like you know, I was like, I don't know what, like some gummy bears or some shit like that. And so they give us like edibles and and some and like a tea. I didn't even know you could get weed tea, but weed tea is a thing. And my mom, my mom drinks the tea. My dad is super angry that we're doing this, by the way. And my brother and I each have one gummy because I was like, I don't know my limits with this stuff. And we have the rest of them on the bed. There's like four more. And uh, my at the time eight-year-old niece comes in the room and she sees candy on the bed she's like oh, oh no. you guys have candy and oh, so me and my brother no. both grab them and eat them we're like <laughs> and i was like we're all done oh, we no. we don't have any more candy and the next 19 years or as i was told 40 minutes felt like an eternity like we watched yep. futurama and my brother and i were talking through it and there's a video of us like talking through it and it's unintelligible bullshit. Like, I mean, I don't even mean yeah. like we're saying dumb things. We're not actually forming words, but I swear to God to both of us, we were having a conversation that we both understood. <laughs> and uh -huh. I finished the Futurama movie. I was like, man, that was a really good movie. And then the Netflix screen comes on and I realize we watched one 20 minute episode over what felt like two and a half hours. <laughs> My I God. I I'm so glad though that that's all that happens. Because oh, yeah, if you yeah. sometimes, you know, if you have too much of an edible, you you're in for a bad time. Oh, as no, that was, Sand would say. That was that was Amy. <laughs> she oh, yeah. told me the story the one time. Cause that that girl cannot handle like she can't handle Tylenol. A sip of alcohol will get her tipsy. Uh, she is not oh, meant wow. to take on the thing. So I don't, I can't remember if she accidentally took accidentally ate one or <laughs> had one, but she had one bite. <laughs> she was on a bad trip from what she's telling me. Just seeing oh, yeah. like she was having the hallucinations. Wow. Wow. That oh point. man. Well, yeah. Steve, it's funny. It sounds like, like that's all right. <laughs> It, it sounds like your your mom and mine are somewhat edibles. similar because I definitely can say that I have gotten high with my own mom and, and we have a great time <laughs> uh, doing that. And she's just totally I chill have, about I stuff have like never, that. Oh my <laughs> God. Done, I, have, I have not done anything like that in almost 20 years. <laughs> oh, I, was like, really? I was like, you know, <laughs> anticipation. Like, I was like, how, how long, Derek? Yeah. Four hours. That's basically since college. I just want like Nate yeah. Dog to burst through. <laughs> To burst through Derek's door right. in like a cloud of smoke and be like, "You coming back?" <laughs> Derek's like, "Fuck um, yeah, I, just leaves." <laughs> I do want to address a question really quick in our YouTube chat from GameFan six two one nine who asks, "What happened to daily topic streams with guests?" And what happened was basically we decided to sunset today's news tonight. That's the show that you're talking about uh, for a while because it was kind of holding the channel back and it was holding us back in terms of our production pipeline. And so instead of doing a three days a week daily topic news show we're doing this show one day a week and just talking about the news that we want we do have plans to bring back tnt eventually in a different form but it was just holding us back too much and we couldn't do other we didn't have time for other kinds of content which you guys all wanted so that's what it is but we appreciate the question and just wanted to make sure you mm -hmm. knew what was going on there uh i should okay. i should also emphasize amy is a 
very good girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, of course she is. It's a, yeah. All, yeah, yeah. That that uh, I I got a. Uh, <laughs> she's not happy with me. Oh no! Uh, I mean, you Amy, can be a good Amy, girl and still you. get high. Are, Don't worry. You are it's pure fine. of heart. You're you're yeah. yeah. You're one of the. She doesn't like sharing that with random people. I just put it out there for everybody. So. Hey, my Sorry. mom's a good girl and she I've, gets high, so it's all good. I've literally partied at E3 and Amy was like the one person who was like the level-headed one among all of us. I, oh, I've yeah. never seen her wasted and I've seen everybody else in the history of E3 <laughs> wasted. So Amy is mm-hmm. very, very much a, a straight shooter. Yes. I can she, confirm. She is, she is uh, amazing too. She made me a bento box today. She's been learning how to do that. Ooh. Like an honest guy, hey, I'm oh, wearing great. Japanese writing on my shirt. Can she make me a bento box? I'm starving. Right? <laughs> she might. Um, she might. I just, I'll I'll come out to visit you for that. If I can go to Ash for Korean <laughs> barbecue, I can come to Derek's house with yeah. bento boxes. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, and we got to do that again sometime, Steve. Get Korean barbecue again. Mm. Hang out. That was so fun. Yes. Um, well, we do have quite a few super chats, so let's go ahead and dig into a few of those. Uh, they won't, I won't read them all out right now, but I will get to the rest of them throughout the show. So don't worry. Uh, first up is Synchro Lord with $4.99. Thank you very much. Uh, saying just enjoying GBG with chicken and waffles with Ooh. bread pudding for dessert. Ooh. They come oh. from my favorite chicken place, Mother Cluckers, which is such a good name. That is a good uh, name. Synchro Lord. That sounds good, amazing. Good dinner, but that's still, I haven't had chicken and waffles in forever. Oh. Yeah, I had some disappointing chicken and waffles when my dad was in town. But, I mean, bad chicken and oh. waffles is still better than most things. <laughs> right, right. But My, uh, uh, yeah. my, oh, my dad ahead, made Derek. a really good uh, chicken gravy to go on top of waffles, and we put... Do you, you guys put syrup? Oh, yeah, in your, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, of you course. should. Of course. So I, good. Excellent. It, is it, does anyone not put syrup? I mean, I feel like you just I don't kind, know. Of, that's kind I, of part I of it, right? I don't know. It's been a long time, and I don't know how... Other people yeah, do these super Derek, things. Derek so, yeah. got so healthy, he forgot how people eat. <laughs> I do, uh, yeah. Right, right. His body is a um, I, I do have a, a related story to this, Synchro Lord, but I, I have to get a hold of a picture first, so I'm going to circle back to that. But it's it's regarding a chicken place near where my parents live that has the most unfortunate logo you could ever imagine. Oh, you've shown uh, that I'll before. I'll get back to that. Yeah, yeah I'll get back to that. Uh, first, or next up, we have Jaden Buck with $5 with the next Crazy Question Friday. So we've got Crazy Question number 30. Has anybody ever said something that made you shoot milk out your nose? If so, what? Thankfully uh, that not, because that sounds awful. Yeah, that sounds like it would be terrible. I'm I'm happy to say that no, uh, that has never happened. What? And yeah, it's a very specific question. I've, I've never shot milk out of my nose, but somebody did make me laugh once while drinking a soda. And that is painful mm-hmm. as all hell. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. would definitely be worse. Actually, yeah. did I what? get one? That's something that said coming with a soda? I feel like that might have happened, but I do not know the joke. Yeah, see, I can't remember the joke. Okay. All I can remember is the blinding, searing pain of soda shooting through my sinuses. Yeah. So on that note, on that note, Steve, you know, you got you guys both know, I'm sure everyone knows that when you drink anything and it goes down the wrong pipe, like, you know, you cough and it's awful, right? Mm-hmm. So one one night in my college days, I was partying with some friends and we had the, because we, you know, we were in college, poor college students, we had the cheapest vodka imaginable. It was like in a plastic bottle. I think it was like Popov or something. It was less than 10 bucks for a big bottle. Tasted like battery acid. I wasn't prepared <laughs> for it because I'd never had worse vodka in my life and it went down the wrong pipe. Oh, and it was no. one of the worst, 
experiences of my life. It was awful. Awful. Imagine just that, how that would feel. I mean, it's as bad as you think. At least it wasn't whiskey. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it already tastes That's like true. burning. So, yeah. Oof. I, I um, not mess with potato sweat anymore. Vodka is. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So I have that picture I was talking about handy. So, uh, uh, Secret Lord, you're talking about your favorite chicken place, Mother Cluckers. So there is a place near where my parents live uh, that apparently is great. It's really good reviews, but it has maybe one of the worst design logos I've ever seen. I'm posting it in live audience chat right now. It's called Cuckoo Rooster, but wow, the ooh part doesn't really doesn't really show up that well. <laughs> it just kind of looks rooster. like maybe they assumed rooster. that the rooster would make people understand, but no, no, I'm it's sorry. so bad. We have. I'm like. I, I've yeah. seen so many people that uh, comp- say that people need to run companies through fifteen-year-olds uh, or people with the minds of fifteen-year-olds to see if like the right. logos or anything like that come up with something like, you know, <laughs> not so bad. Yeah. Like, did nobody involved in this process? Not nobody stopped to think. Hey, guys, you know what? This kind of just looks like cuck and not cuckoo or cuckoo but apparently not and uh you know it is what it is i guess love this they should just lean into it it's so good right uh, totally should how how would they lean into it steve would you go and watch other people eat chicken (laughs) i mean the wait staff yeah why not (laughs) may i watch you eat sir Oh my oh, god! Man. <laughs> it's so weird. Or it could be All like right. the reverse oh. of one of those restaurants where the staff is disrespectful to you. Like the whole thing is you can oh, diss like the Dick's. staff, yeah, or like or not or not Dicks or something. No, not Dicks. That's the burger place. But there's a place in Vegas that I know what you're talking about, and they the whole thing is like they're rude to you, and that's part of the appeal. Yeah, just I never oh, yeah. the appeal. Let, I, let, let the I think there's one in San Diego as well. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, moving on, we have three separate super chats from Stephen Welton. Thank you so much. Uh, all in a row here. The first one is uh, $20. Thank you so much for your generosity, Stephen, saying, Hey, GVG crew, just a couple of questions. Is Steve's mom really part of the Patreon, and what made you guys leave Game Explain? And Derek, how did you and Amy meet and became what both of you are today? Uh, so I'll just go ahead and, and answer the middle question really quickly. We just wanted more creative control. We wanted to do our own thing. We didn't want to work for someone else any, anymore. We wanted to work for ourselves and do our own thing and have creative control. And that's why we left to do what we're doing here at Good Vibes Gaming. And I'll let you guys take the other questions. Uh, so my mom really is part of the Patreon. When I say hi, mom, I am saying hi to my mom. Uh, so when you hear right. Rosa Pardo bowling, that is that is actually the, the Rosa Pardo bowling that created this. I'm very sorry about that. But it's also why when I'm doing a bathtub stream instead of hi, mom, I say I'm sorry, mom. But uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my actual mom. Um, in fact, I think she posted. If, if you if you really follow my tweets, she occasionally like will poke her head out of the abyss to say hi on my Twitter. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely my mom. She she has an EP Squad shirt. She has a mug. I I found out our mugs were dishwasher safe by going to my mom's house. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> nice. That's nice. And what about you and uh, you and Amy, Derek? Uh, we met at the first E3, uh, the first E3 open to the public. Um, she was, I was going, there. yeah, she was, she was going and, uh, basically Andre wasn't going to, going to be going to the, uh, PlayStation experience, the PlayStation, uh, media thing. Um, so I knew she was going and I was aware of her through Twitter. We were just sort of 
loose friends. I don't even know friends, acquaintances, I guess at that point, but I knew she was mm-hmm. going and I had this extra band. So I'm like, well, Hey, you know, meet me here and I'll give you the band. You can enjoy the, the PlayStation thing. It has free food. You get to see the thing. It's, it's sort of that, that insider experience you don't get otherwise as, uh, mm-hmm. as going to E3. Otherwise you're just waiting in line for demos the entire time as a right. um, non-media uh, goer. Um, that is true. But we just ended up hitting it off and talking and not really stopped talking. So <laughs> that's yeah. how, yeah, it just kind of went on from there. She still has the pic, the pic, she still has the picture, uh, she took of all of us like hanging out together. She got that picture of all of us together at the PlayStation event. Oh, that was was such a good event. You guys met there and we're like, hey, would you like to parent a child for the next 18 to 25 years? I wasn't right away, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Had to wait for the Sonic movie for that. it, It helped that we were also relatively close to each other as far as where we live not not the closest right. that was nice. that was definitely long distance for a while but yeah well um, as i mentioned yeah. Stephen welton also followed up here with two more super chats the first one for 9.99 or ten dollars thank you so much saying apologies if i asked a question you weren't comfortable answering derek just that i remember during the game explain days you two were just friends didn't tell me so no, fast between you two from there no i knew I'm you kidding. were cool talking about that um and then also one more with four dollars 99 cents saying bit of a typo there what i meant was i remember during the game explain days you two were just friends anyway Enjoy my generosity with these super chats. Thank you, Thank you. so much, Stephen. Hope you enjoyed the answers. And I'm going to read out one more super chat for now because it serves as a perfect segue into some of the news we're going to talk about today. So $5 from RecBCQ. Thank you so much. Uh, saying they said Gen 9 wouldn't uh, wouldn't happen. It was too early. They said I was crazy, but I proved them wrong. Then got two other predictions wrong, lol. Favorite starter. Um, well, then that's a perfect segue. Thank you for your generosity, Rec BCQ. And one of the news stories we're, of course, going to talk about today that happened over the last week is Generation 9 of Pokemon has been announced sooner than I think we all thought. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet are both coming in late 2022. Uh, it's going to be compatible with Pokemon Home to transfer at least some Pokemon from other regions. Uh, and as for your question, Sprigatito is is objectively the best Gen 9 starter. That's why what? I put it on the thumb. I ha- I just I just did. I was like, I'm making the thumb. I'm putting Sprigatito on there because that is the best Gen 9 starter, baby. I put all three on, in the analysis. I could have chosen the best <laughs> being Quaxley, but, you know, nice. I, I did, did all This is no, why we're I, friends, because it's Fuecoco for life, and I don't want to hear anything else. <laughs> nice. You're even I, more I like red, ball, to be fair. Fuecoco is, yeah. so, is so close. It's so close. I do like them all. I, I think Quaxley is my second favorite. They're, they're all good. There's not this one that a, I dislike. This is a good lineup. It, it really starters. is. I, I tweeted about Fue Coco like right after we, we did the uh, reveal, or they did the reveal. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I think I said something like, he looks like he, he'd eat all the food in your fridge, which I stand uh-huh. by. He does. He'd yep. eat me out of house and home, and I would love him for it. He... Depending I, uh, on his personality, he may, might just be like fire Totodial and how happy he looks, in the, like in the Totodial in the anime. I would right. love for once for the fire starter not to look super tough by its final evolution. Like I still want like a mm-hmm. chonky happy boy at the end. I know I won't get it. I know I won't. Yeah. But I just I, want a non-aggressive looking. I prefer final that evolution. too. I, I yeah. I, I some people don't agree with me. That I you know I put that that I put this in there in the analysis, but you know. We're eight generations in, and yeah, you had to fudge a few of them, but they seem to have fit the whole idea of the the Chinese Zodiac for the Firestarters 
since the beginning. So I do think he's going to be a fire snake. I'd, I can I'd see okay that. With that. And I and I admit I'm a little biased. I, I've always been more of a water type fan. So oftentimes I'll go with the water type starter, but I can't get over those eyes, those big, adorable eyes on Sprigatito. I, I go for the cuter, like the really cute, adorable Pokemon, and I just can't get over those so, eyes. Man. So They're did you adorable. choose choose Litten? Uh, no, I didn't, because uh, oh. the other part of that is I'm not really into fire types as much. I've always been mm. more of a water type See, guy, I've so I yeah. always loved fire types. I would love it. I, gotcha. I just have to put this out there. It's It's not going to happen, but this is just my stupid brain. I would love it if you selected Fuecoco, if his final evolution was just Dinneral from Breath of the Wild and Link showed up. Never going to happen, <laughs> nice. but I'm just saying, uh, I yeah. want Nintendo to just go all in on something crazy stupid. Well, I love how a lot of people say that Krokomeyer is uh, Fuecoco's father. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's so good. Um, yeah. Jackoman in our live audience chat says, not sure if you've noticed the Sprigatito eye error on the official artwork, and I have not, actually. I, when you um, flip it, I believe. Oh, is it when you flip it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I don't because yeah, it huh, is what it I'm is. I'm not sure, but I just I just love that cute little critter. And uh, Gen Nine in general is in general is looking pretty interesting. They're they're they've been hinted that it's going to be open world ish. I guess no, and, no, it's no not ish. They're saying open yeah, straight world. up open world. Welcome, okay, I didn't want to go all the way with just case. welcome yeah. to the open world of Pokemon, right? Right. Yeah, okay. it's it's not like Legends where it's like segmented. No, this I, is the right. entire world is open. I'm so have, into that. I've loved seeing uh, Game Freak kind of iterate on their tech through these last three Pokemon games. Like Sword and Shield had like the wild area, which was like the baby step into like an open world concept. And then you have kind of the segmented open world concept with Arceus. And now you get this. I'm like, please continue yeah. to develop your engine. Like it's working. It's, it is doing great. Like keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's. But yeah, it's looking really interesting. The new region is based on Spain, hence our yes. title for today's episode. Mm. And uh, I'm I'm excited. This is like Pokemon Legends or Arceus. This is the most excited I've been about new Pokemon games in a long time. I have uh, I have relatives so, in yeah. Spain, and my Ooh. mom actually uh, spent some time there as a young uh, girl. And I I like called my mom and I was like, Did you see? And she's like, no, of course not. <laughs> and I was like, the new Pokemon game in Spain. And now she wants to play it just because oh, I even showed fun. her. I showed her the trailers and I was like, you could see some stuff that you would probably recognize. And she's like, oh, yeah, I know that. And I was like, you should watch Derek's analysis and tell us if it's right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right. I, I did follow a, a, a Spaniard <laughs> just trying to get my details right, because I don't know Spain at all. Mm -hmm. I, I, I had to I've only um, been once. Yeah. do my best. Like, it wasn't quite like. I mean, I always I had to do research for France and Hawaii and the UK as well. Um, but it, it, doing that analysis did take me back to the days is like, OK, it's our first trailer. Not much Pokemon to look at. I'm not going to do the whole thing as this gen is represented. This gen is represented. No, there's no need to do that anymore. It yeah. was important in Gen 6 because, you know, we just come off a, a generation where it was only new Pokemon. Uh, and that obviously wasn't the the, the case. But um getting you know that first analysis where you get to see like what it's more about the location it's fun yeah right 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 um well speaking of uh things we got from nintendo i mean this is the pokemon company technically but it's nintendo still uh speaking of things we got from nintendo this week kirby and the forgotten land got a demo and yeah. uh, we've now all gotten to play it kind of and well, you guys kinda. you guys this game is 
delightful. Is it? <laughs> so, I mean, delightful. that's what you were saying to me during the preview. So yes. I, I will say I have still only just seen it, basically. Oh, okay. I thought we'd yeah. all played it by now. My bad. No, I played the beginning um, of it, but just, you know, life and, and work got in the way. And I sure. didn't get to finish the demo yet. But I have played a little bit. And, and I will say it lives up to what I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ash, when you played the demo, did you go mm-hmm. back into it after you beat the three levels? Um, I did. Because, okay, so you tried out the uh, yeah. I wanted versions. to try all the evolved copy abilities. So yeah, I tried ice, sword, and cutter, all mm-hmm. evolved. But did any of them make Waddle D right on the back of the car? I didn't because I, I didn't. Have, I, I haven't didn't. been able to play with Amy yet. But uh, it's that sounds adorable. I still want to see that. However, yeah. I, my my chat during my stream uh, informed me that if you push the D pad, Kirby has emotes. <gasps> what? Oh, really? Yeah. They didn't show Kirby that. Has that was I saw. Awesome. Yeah, up on the oh, D pad is like awesome. hi, and he'll lay down on the he'll sit down on the thing. And oh, that's so interesting. Each each one of his uh like mouthful modes. Well, most of them like dome mode doesn't have it, but you know, you know the, the cone and the car have their own emotes. How how only do we one, not but have still. a Kirby Pro controller yet? Like, oh, I, mean, right. mode, I would I buy that in a second. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, so it's funny. I actually did try the D pad, but it must have been during one of the mouthful modes that doesn't have emotes because nothing happened for me. So I had no idea. I didn't oh. think to try the D pad during just regular Kirby form. But man, I mean, you guys all know Kirby's my favorite Nintendo character. I just love that little pink puffball God Slayer. And this. <laughs> game you guys i'm so excited it, it is feels, everything that i hoped it would be from the demo at least yeah it feels so good to play um it's you know it, it, it obviously has limitations stuff in the background are very oh um, yeah animation oh yeah it's like yeah it's like for sure. five or ten frames per second like it's real bad very it's, it's bad it's, it's, that it's in like pokemon, pokemon legends. legends yeah it's like that it is in pokemon legends but you know it, it it doesn't matter it feels like because it plays so well and uh I don't know. It just, it's, I love the missions. You were telling me about the missions, Steven. They're so addictive. Yeah, the missions are cool. I do everything. Yeah. Yeah. I did every mission. Uh, I just basically played the demo as long as I could. And I think my wife and I are going to go back to it this weekend and play co-op because she's Mm -hmm. also a big Kirby fan. We call him our baby. And so we're going to, we're going to go back and play the the Forgotten Land demo together because she's also pretty excited. I also have to say, I never change Nintendo. I love that the demo is not like time limited or or whatever. You just play through it as much as, as much or as little as you like. And it doesn't go away. It doesn't blow up and disappear off your switch. Square Enix, I'm talking to you. Uh, (laughs) And it, it, you know, you could just experience it. Like demos shouldn't be something that you could just do whenever you want, you know? And I I like that Nintendo is very old school in that regard. I also um, uh, did some experimentation. So it still takes a while to die in wild mode. Um, it, because, yeah. Because yeah, I, I, was, I was trying to kill myself to see what happens when you die. And it's you lose <laughs> 100 star coins. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> what is the afterlife like? You lose 100 star coins. So oh, that's it's, it? So it's, it's kind of like Mario Odyssey. Yeah, it's Mario Odyssey method. Okay, interesting. So Cool. That, not, not bad at all. Um you know, it still still took you a while to die, but it's, it's right. fine. Um, but I also don't come to Kirby game for the difficulty. I come oh, for no. the Kirbiness of it all, oh, right? That boss is the boss is so easy. Yeah. Did you go? Yeah. Did you go in with Ice Ash? I did, I and I just I, I immediately dropped it and then just used regular oh, uh, dude inhale attacks. No, you missed it. You got to when oh. you play a game with with Basola, you got to try it uh, because okay, you. 
can freeze him over. He'll freeze completely and oh, then have a massive that. amount of damage done to him because he's frozen over. He'll break through the ice and have a massive oh, amount of damage done to him. Wow. Not oh, only okay. that, but your defense with when ice completely completely impervious. I just hit the button when he does a shockwave mm-hmm. dot move, just push back a little and go back in, start beating on some more. I took no damage during that fight. Wow. You are I'll have to try that. I mean, then, Kirby's the most I, powerful yeah. thing in the universe, but this just shows it. Plus, I, I do love that he still has his smash-esque dodge roll uh, that in, in a 3D context. If you hold shield or block and move, tap in a direction, he'll do like a little dodge roll in that direction. And I was wondering yeah. if they would keep that. And they kept not, with, nice. not with all of the abilities, but some of them. Yeah, yeah. I only tried it with uh, just standard Kirby, but yeah. Um, Steve, I want to go back to something you said a couple of minutes ago. You were you were praising Nintendo for the, the, the way they handled the Kirby demo, and I agree. But you said, you said never change, and... There are some, sometimes I do wish they would change because as we know, Nintendo giveth and Nintendo taketh away. And one uh, of the things I wanted to mention, and this hurts my heart, is that Smash is not going to be Evo this year because of Nintendo. I didn't realize that's what you were going to switch to. I thought you were going to talk about the way they handled demos and (laughs) embargoes. Oh, no, I could have. They completely negated our, like, even if Steve had managed to get it up on time. It wouldn't have mattered. Mm-hmm. That's the exact time the demo was released, and they put out a new yeah. uh, overview trailer. Yeah, that was so Our preview weird. Was rendered kind of pointless. Yeah, I like I, I was going to bring that up, but I, I figured maybe that's a little bit of you know, a little bit too inside baseball. But yeah, that whole thing it completely invalidated the point of our preview. I mean, it's not just the, us; the they did it to everybody. Out. Yeah, they did it to yeah, everybody. It's, it's yeah. not like it was a, a fu just a GVG, but. Uh, oh, we, definitely. To not. be fair, we yeah. do enjoy a good working relationship with Nintendo, but we'd love it if that working relationship included early access to stuff. We, we yeah. Someday speaking of early access, I was gonna. Time. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of early access, I was meant to review Chocobo GP, but Square just we didn't get a review copy, unfortunately. So I'm still gonna mm-hmm. buy it. We're gonna play it on our EP Squad stream this weekend, but uh, shame. I need to pick that up. But uh, yeah, going back to the to what I mentioned earlier, uh, you know. Steve and I both, we love fighting games. Uh, Steve, I don't yes. know if you've ever been to Evo, but I love going to Evo. I love watching competitive fighting games, including competitive Smash. And uh, Evo mentioned earlier this week that they're going to announce their game lineup for Evo 2022 on March 8th. But just to, I guess, get it out in front and, and rip the band the rip the band-aid off immediately, they said, since 2007, we've seen historic, uh, or sorry, uh, we want to let you know in advance that Super Smash Brothers will not be making return appearance. Since 2007, we've seen historic Super Smash Brothers moments created at Evo's events. We are saddened that Nintendo has chosen not to continue that legacy with us this year. In the future, we hope to once again celebrate the Smash community alongside them. Damn it! <laughs> I'm still yeah. going. I still love watching high-level fighting games of all types. But I really was looking forward to seeing Smash Ultimate's full roster on the world stage at Evo and seeing... Who takes the crown? And Nintendo, why you do this? Why you be like this? I mean, it just so, ah. so I mean, it is fair. owned by Sony now, so that might be yeah. part of it. I don't think it's it could necessarily be. all of it either, though. So if you remember, mm-hmm. uh, Nintendo announced that they were partnering with what Panda Global with to do Panda Smash Global. They're doing their own tournaments, and yeah. I bet that there was an exclusivity clause in there, like, hey, if we're gonna pay money to, right. to host Smash tournaments, then we want to be the only game in town aside from Nintendo doing them. Yeah, uh, you know, that's kind of what I figured it was. Right, I'm just and of course not. they're not gonna yeah. they're not gonna use their announcement to say also Smash isn't at Evo, right? 
Uh, I yeah. bet that mm. Evo's tournament organizers have been sitting on this information for months and probably trying to back yeah. channel with Nintendo to figure out a way that they could still do it without invalidating whatever deal Nintendo struck with Panda Global. Um, yeah. That being said, you know, it is something that if you're a Nintendo executive, do you want one of your biggest franchises to make money for one of your biggest competitors? You know, like that's also when, true. when you just put yeah. it into black and white, you're like, Sony will make money off of Smash. And as a Nintendo business person, I feel like this is counterproductive. <laughs> um, right. You know, whereas I'm sure whatever deal they struck with Panda Global, it's Nintendo is lining Nintendo's pockets, uh, you know, yeah. or, or Panda yeah. is lining Nintendo's pockets. So how, however that works out. But um, I do agree that there is a level of prestige with Evo that isn't present for other tournament organizers. Whether that's fair or not is up for debate, but it, it, sure. it is kind of the premier fighting game event that's out there. You know, everybody goes to Evo. Yeah. I've, I've followed, you know, I, I don't really follow the Smash competitive scene, but, you know, I'm a fan of Street Fighter. That's no secret. You know, Tekken, I enjoy uh, older, older. Uh, you know, King of Fighters is a, is a franchise that I really enjoy. Speaking of which, KOF 15 is pretty good. I like it. Um, oh, it's, nice. yeah, it's cool. But yeah, I, I kind of expect to see fighting games, but I think that Smash occupies a weird space that even as like, I would consider myself like a, like a fighting game aficionado, a, you know, a longtime fan of the genre, I've never tuned into Evo for Smash. Like, I've never watched Smash mm -hmm. at Evo, but again, I'm a very casual Smash fan. So for me, it's always yeah. been... Whereas I'm like a super game. hardcore one. Yeah. So yeah. I, I do yeah. think it's, it's kind of a blow to the Smash fan base, but at the same time, I also think the Smash fan base kind of tends to overreact to stuff like this. Like That's also fair. Yeah. yeah. I feel like... I mean, like, it's I will like, say, yeah. It's not like Nintendo is saying, we're not going to do any tournaments we don't have control over. They're saying no. this specific one that is owned by PlayStation now, we will not be participating yeah. in. But we've also announced a separate tournament series over here that is officially right. sanctioned. So I feel like Nintendo, in a weird way, is just keeping their level of support for competitive Smash the same. Just moving, kind of, mm -hmm. kind of shuffling the deck a bit. Well, and to be fair, as some people in our live audience chat are pointing out, the, you know the the Smash competitive community has has had had a squicky past, let's say, in various ways. A very squicky mm -hmm. past, without going into the really the real grossness of it. And uh, it, of course, not everyone in the community is like that. Clearly yeah. not. But I can also see why Nintendo might want to distance themselves from Evo specifically, because Evo also, even though it's now under new ownership. It is under new ownership because of its own squeaky past. And, you know, so I, I think, yeah, I agree with you, Steve. I think there is probably a a mix of things, the Sony bit, the, the Panda bit, and maybe Evo's own past. Um, it's just I exist somewhere in the middle because, yes, I am a hardcore Smash fan, but I also just love fighting games. So I'm still going to go and I'm still going to watch Street Fighter, KOF, whatever, whatever other games they have there because I love fighting games. But... You know, Smash is special, and to me, I mean, and yeah. I just, I'm going to miss it. But it is what it is, and at least, as we've been saying, the Panda Global Tournament Circuit is still happening. So it is not a complete loss, um, you know, as we've been saying. Uh, I should probably read out a few more Super Chats, because we are just, we have a lot of them. Thank you all so yeah, much. Yeah, super generous. Um, yeah, okay, so first we have two Super Chats from Sonic and Mega Man 531 with the classic matchup Super Chats. First one is Crash Bandicoot versus Rayman. You choose. I don't, I don't really have strong feelings about this, but I... I Rayman? I don't like I Crash. Rayman, me. I'm going to say yeah, Rayman. Yeah, I'm going to say Rayman because how far can he, like, chuck his hands? 
<laughs> yeah. There's no arm yeah. relatively far. I don't know. Mm. I feel like he if he picks his I guess distance, if Crash gets his masks, but I, I mean I if it's like, Rayman one Rayman, it'd definitely be Crash, but Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That, I think Rayman yeah. has too many abilities in his belt by now. Um I think a better mm-hmm. matchup would be Rayman versus literally anyone from arms. That's a fight I'd pay to see. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, also, uh, two more dollars from Sonic and Mega Man 531 asking Midoriya from My Hero Academia versus Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. I have not watched either one, so I put this to you guys. I I've don't not know. watched Demon Slayer, so I, I kind of have to say Midoriya. Well, <laughs> I am the one wearing the Naruto shirt after all. Um, uh-huh. I have nice. seen both in their entirety, and Midoriya takes it like like easily easily takes especially okay. if you're talking about manga midoriya just uh take all might and then give him some more powers and that's basically midoriya in in the manga currently so oh tanjiro does not stand a chance he would get wrecked <laughs> all right <laughs> well, well speaking also, of anime oh go ahead I, I gotta throw in a pun because I, I i can't believe i didn't think of it at right at time i gotta choose rayman because he throws hands Oh, <laughs> wow. That's a good one. That's an Azran yeah, level pun, man. Well Azran done. That's... That is really good. Well, um, well speaking of anime, we uh, have another super chat from Blindman V2 for, I believe, $2. Uh, I've lost it here. Yes, $2. Thank you. Saying, quick plug for one piece at a time. Everyone watch. That is, yeah, quick plug for that. That is uh, Derek's One Piece podcast with our very yeah. own Brandon Bovia. And you should definitely watch that. So thank yeah, you for the plug, I, I, thank you for the thank you for that plug. I my first episode actually just hit a thousand views on my personal channel. So that was that was a oh, nice yeah. little milestone. Nice. Um, <laughs> Hits over hype. This is a great name. Hits over hype uh, with four dollars and ninety nine cents. Thank you. Uh, saying first time super chatter. What's good, y'all? Have you ever played the Cinderon Kagura games? Good hack and slash plus over the top fan service equals hilarious fun. And I have not played them myself, but I did work on some of the art books for Udon back when I was Udon senior editor. Uh, I did some of their they have Cinderon foldouts, Kagura art Ash. books. <laughs> yes, they do. Oh my God, uh, I'm just <laughs> Uh, well, no, over-the-top fan service is one way to put it with those games. And yes, yeah. I, I did do those books, but I haven't played the, the games myself. Wow. What about you guys? Uh, so I have, a, not... I have a long history with this franchise, and that really? sounds worse than I intend for it to. But um, <laughs> So no, early on in my career as a games journalist, I actually interviewed Kenichiro Takaki, the creator of the Senran Kagura oh. franchise, multiple times uh, at E3. Like it became a standing appointment we just had where we would catch up each year. Um, and he and I have interacted on Twitter a few times. Uh, we've talked at length about like why he makes the games, his process for making the games. It's it's he is every bit the man you think would make those games. Like, uh, just to not to get too blue <laughs> before the post show, but I literally asked him, I was like, what is what's your process for like character design? Because, well, you know, your characters have a very specific design ethos to them, it would seem. And he's like, you know, I just love tits, man. I love them a lot. And so whenever I think of a new <laughs> technology, whenever there's new hardware, I think, how can I make the best possible pair of boobs that I can make? And then I attach a character to them. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I had to ask, I followed this up and I was like, what is, uh, like, you know, I was like, you're, he was releasing his first center on Kagura game on PC at the time, which I think we all know the implications of that. Right. Um, Uh-oh. and so I asked him, I was like, when you're developing the characters, like internally, because you're very clearly making them for your own enjoyment, 
like do you make them naked like are there are you know do you render in like stuff that's not in the game because if you've ever played the games like you can get the characters butt ass naked but like there's strategically placed like flashes of light no matter time of day or whatever (laughs) they essentially have chest-based light sources if you know what i mean um and Mm -hmm. so i had to ask him i was like well when you're when you're making the game like do you put nipples on the characters like you know are they and then you take them away at the last minute and he's like i mean no but i'm also releasing it on pc because i know someone will do that (laughs) so oh god he's he's very much like the guy you would think uh makes it for i once one of the tweets that he actually man appreciates the modding community yeah this this man followed me on twitter because xseed sent me a special edition for one of the games and he's not involved in the packaging but like you open the soundtrack and it's a two disc soundtrack and each side is a boob and like the CD holders are right in the right place. If you know what I mean? And I, I tweeted yeah. out a picture of it and I was like, I refuse to believe Takaki san was not involved in this. And he's like, this is, and and in English, he quote tweeted it and he's like, this is very nice. And that was it. And then he followed <laughs> think- me right after. If I remember correctly, the, the uh, Sinran Kagura, the Udon art books for Sinran Kagura, at least one of them, uh, has an interview with him. And I believe from what I remember editing the interview, he just comes right out and says, he's just, he's just horny as hell. He's yep. just, yeah, I'm horny. This is why I make these games. And yeah, so that, <laughs> that tracks some things. That tracks. Profit while doing it. I respect yeah. the authenticity. I respect that. He's just like, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that is for exactly the reason he's you, you can't kind of have to respect that. The man is just so he's honest. Yeah, yeah, he's honest. honest Brandon, about it. Yeah. Brandon Bovia says in the chat, "King shit." Like I, yeah. I absolutely. <laughs> I've yeah. never played it myself. I've seen demos at E3, and they always just, I, the, even the stands are just like, "Wow." I, I will mm-hmm. say though, like, like there is shitloads of borderline uncomfortable fan service in these games, but at their core, oh yeah, they are surprisingly competent games. Like they're really fun to play. Mm-hmm. And, and it, but it's one of those where it's like somebody walks in and sees you playing it and you're like, I swear to God, it's really fun to play. And they're like, sure. It's like, yeah, you don't <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, um, I have a friend. Um, I won't name names, but I saw him talking about him playing a, an, a game of that type, Arrow only game. more so, uh, <laughs> but it was okay. a Metroidvania as well. It oh. just in that set, set up. And I'm like, Wait, how does that work? And he just basically tells me like there's a there's a censored option if you want to play, but I mean I'm trying it and honestly the Metroidvania aspect is really good. <laughs> Instead of is it, getting is it like armor, one of those weird armor. <laughs> I was gonna I say, is it like one of those weird things I, like in the I third birthday? I've not birthday looked where... into it. I've okay. not looked into it, Ash, I'll be honest. I need, okay. I need to know I just, where enough. This is sure you haven't. Wink wink. Wink uh, wink, yeah. <laughs> uh no, but that's yeah. I'm I'm guessing it's one of those weird things like in the third birthday where the character loses clothing the more damage they take or something. Um yeah. but Sonic and Mega Man five thirty one is back again with two more dollars. Thank you so much, saying that logo works worse than Street Fighter Six's logo. And I think you mean the Cuck Rooster logo or the Cuckoo Rooster logo. <laughs> and yeah, it does. I get more Resident Evil Six logo vibes from the Cuckoo Rooster logo, just because it's just unintentionally hilarious. Oh God, yeah. Whereas Street Fighter Six's logo just sucks straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, Lizard eighty one two eighty eight with five dollars. Thank you. Saying I hope the bad team for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is the Spanish Inquisition because nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Yep, it says it in our title, the Pokeization. Yeah. Thank you, Lizard. I um, would love that. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. 
Uh, Mr. Dwayne191 with some uh, Game of the Year or Game Awards predictions. Uh, $4.99, thank you, saying, here's my prediction for the Game Awards nominees. Elden Ring, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, Horizon Forbidden West, God of War, and Halo Infinite. Hopefully I'm correct. Um, we'll see. Halo Infinite did technically come out last year, though, so that yeah. one might not make it. I'm going to say Kirby probably isn't happening, just because as much yeah, as I want it to, Nintendo franchises face like a super uphill battle even being nominated. Um, especially if if Nintendo stays true to their their quote and we get Breath of the Wild 2 this year, there's no way Kirby gets the nod and Breath of the Wild there's, 2 yeah. doesn't. No, definitely. Bre yeah, Breath of the Wild 2 very likely would I, if it comes out this year. Based on everything I've seen, there's Elden Ring is definitely the the one absolute mm -hmm. lock. There's a lot of good games coming out this year, so I, I, mm -hmm. I want to say Horizon might stick with it. but I, yeah, I hate it, to say it, but uh, I'll call it right now. Nine months away from the Game Awards, uh, Elden Ring's going to win. I mean, I hate to say yeah, it, but there's probably. the Jeff Keighley bias factor. As much as they say he doesn't have input on it, the games mm -hmm. he's personally excited about always get nominated. And the fact that mm -hmm. this is a game that Jeff Keighley himself has played a big role in the marketing of in terms of you know, revealing the first trailer. I mean, who who can forget, like, the weird, like, wide-eyed selfie he took because he had an Elden Ring trailer, right? Um, right. Uh-huh. So I, I'm going to yeah. say that, you know, not only does it get the... It, it, it's a lock for a nomination, but I would also say it's yeah. as close as you can get to a lock for the award as well, just because it's a game he personally yeah. was very excited about. And then on top of that, the media is praising the hell out of this game. It is... Mm -hmm. It has been very hard to resist FOMO in this game. I I don't have time to play it or anything like that, but seeing some of the mm. clips and whatnot, it's like I was some of the people that like show their runs against fighting fighting enemies and being badasses about it, where they're just or they have this swagger to them that comes across in the gameplay. It's like, damn it, that looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> I I well was, well we've got a super chat. I'll wait until then right. to talk about it. Yeah, I was actually going to uh, skip the next Super Chat and come back to it because this other Super Chat from Darchi with $50, wow, thank you so much, does have to do with Elden Ring. So, uh, Darchi yeah. says, I gotta be honest with y'all, after putting in 120 hours into Elden Ring so wow. far, Breath of the Wild 2 really needs to be something big. Have y'all got a chance or interest in trying it? And I'm going to be the turd in the punch bowl no here. Chance. Yeah, I, I'm going to be the turd in the punch bowl here. I neither have interest nor a chance. I'm not Against Elden Ring, I'm so happy people love it. I'm so happy it's everything they wanted it to be. But I'm just not a Soulsborne guy. I'm not really into the world design. I just don't really care. And I'm so into Horizon. I'm such a big Horizon fan that I have no FOMO because I'm currently knee-deep in Horizon Forbidden West, and I'm loving it. So nothing against Elden Ring. It's just personally not my thing. Um, but, yeah, that's how I feel about it. it. It says something to me when I saw both Arlo and she says talking about how they have they're having difficulty working because the game is just wow in their head that much. Yeah. And these are two that's of the hardest game. working guys I know. So I, yeah. I can say personally, I, I picked up Elden Ring because I, I succumbed to FOMO and I was like, OK, I want to play this. Uh, um, And I, I enjoy it. Like I've I haven't played nice. a ton of it. I'm like three hours in. Not a lot. Uh, because mm -hmm. obviously lots of things happen. We've got other stuff to do. Um, and it's definitely not quite to the level that it would pull me away from my other responsibilities. But every time I play it, I have a good time. And I haven't yet hit like that wall where I get frustrated and feel like I have to stop. In fact, I got my horse, which is early on, early, early on. Mm -hmm. And I was mm -hmm. like, but they delivered it like I'm not used to Souls games having like cutscenes and dialogue within them, you know, and um, 
I also really, really dig the fact that there's a samurai class and that, you know, you can actually like do like <clears throat> katana and shield, or you can do like two handed katana strikes to improve the strength of your attacks. Uh, it feels like they've tuned the difficulty lower for Elden Ring so that it's a bit more accessible for folks. And I'm all about That's that. Because nice. yeah. it's, it's right at the border of feeling super challenging versus f- challenging to the point of frustration. And I think... And it's... Right. I think the other thing that will probably help you, Steve, from what everything I hear, is that if you hit a wall, just come back later. Yeah, you can go just elsewhere go level and, up and, and summon... Yeah. Well, not or even just level up, people, go explore yeah. somewhere else and, you know... Exactly. <laughs> I, I did exactly that because well, I ran into like a very powerful enemy early on and I was like, I'm going around that instead of through <laughs> it. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I ended up finding some lower level enemies and, and smoking them instead and then getting my horse and I'm like, well, there's a hallway down there. I'm going to go through that when I nice. come back to the game. I'm, I definitely think about it. It's occupying uh, a special place in my brain palace right now. Like I need to get back to it and, and try it. But then there's a Kirby demo and I'm like, oh, I love, I love Kirby so much, but to get back on track, first off, thank you, Darcy, $50, super, super generous. But I yes. feel like Elden Ring versus breath of the wild two is almost an unfair comparison because, and of course mm-hmm. I'm basing this off of breath of the wild one. Uh, they're very, very different kinds of games, like extremely different in nature. Uh, and I don't think that one necessarily scratches the itch created by the other. So I think if you're really into Soulsborne games, obviously Breath of the Wild 2 is not going to like, you know, sate your desire to play Elden Ring. And I, similarly, mm-hmm. I think if you're very into Breath of the Wild style of open world games, uh, Elden Ring is not really going to satisfy that desire to play a Zelda style open world game. Um, so I think the right. two can coexist, but I will say that assuming that they both end up in contention for game of the year in 2022, I think the popular like mainstream games media will probably side with Elden ring, which Mm -hmm. I, again, it it kind of highlights. I I talked about this God two game awards ago on this channel. Uh, I, how game of the year is inherently just a flawed idea because games are so varied and different. There's so many sub genres and things that you can never say like, hands down, this is the best game that came out this year because it's so subjective. Yeah. yeah. Personal choice. That's and why also we, there are... we come up to an agreement. It's just like, because we all play something different as well. We don't, don't have time yeah. to play every game. Yeah. Well, and year after year too, you know, people like to talk about how certain movies are Oscar bait. Certain games are Game Awards bait. Nintendo games typically don't perform as well at the Game Awards. That's not always true. Obviously, Metroid Dead, Dread, Metroid Dead, Metroid Dread did really well last year. But typically, I, I think, and this is kind of what you were saying, Steve, I think you can kind of get a feel for what kind of games are going to excel at the Game Awards and, and award shows like these. And I agree. I think Breath of the Wild 2 is the only thing that could possibly challenge Elden Ring, depending on how it turns out, if it does come out this year. But I do think Elden Ring is probably the easy lock for the winner just because of the connection to Jeff Keighley. And it's just, it feels, as you said, that the gaming media is probably going to side with that, but yeah, we mm-hmm. will see. We just, we don't know. We, we won't know until we know more about breath of the wild too. And if it's even coming out this year. So one thing I will say though, is I feel so damn bad for gorilla games because yeah. horizon zero dawn came out right before breath of the wild. Yeah. And then horizon forbidden west comes out right before Elden ring. And it's just completely I, overshadowed in both cases. I feel so bad for them. I will say that forbidden west, uh, I, I don't think it necessarily suffers the same fate as zero dawn because I, I think there's mm. still very, I, I think the overlap between people that like Zelda 
and people that like Horizon is way closer than most people think. But I think there's a much mm-hmm. wider uh, gap between folks that like Elden Ring and folks that will play Forbidden West. I think that for some oh, people... Oh, no, I think there's... you're right. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying it's not like a game of the same type releasing at the same sure. time. You know, whereas this is, I mean, a game that undeniably for whatever, you know, for reasons has more hype behind it and more marketing dollars mm-hmm. in a weird way. Whereas Forbidden yeah. West, you know, I mean, I think it's a fantastic game. For me, it's my mm-hmm. game of the year so far. I, I think the mm-hmm. big thing is it, the sales, the sales are there for both the original and this one. The conversation isn't there. I think I that's the discourse. Yeah. I was talking about the discourse. It's that's, like, that's what they're losing talking about on. Horizon immediately. It's, it's I, I, got, yeah, I got like, check out these vistas. Oh my gosh, it looks so beautiful, but nobody wants to spoil the story. Yeah. And Hey, I appreciate that. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, I, I just think personally, it, it, it is weird. It speaks to like the kind of weird news cycle that we live in because everybody that played yeah. Horizon Forbidden West finished it like three weeks ago. So for us, it's been almost a month since we beat the game. Whereas, you know, Elden Ring, people are playing it now. And from what I understand, the review timetable on that was way tighter. And maybe that was on purpose. Yeah. Could be. Well, I will go ahead and read out the rest of Super Chats at the end of the show, but we should uh, move on to a little bit more. Uh, we did that, have one more thing in our thumb that we should probably talk about quickly, uh, and that is the fact that the Switch uh, has turned, speaking of Breath of the Wild, actually, the Switch has now turned five years old. Wow. And oh. uh, we won't spend too much time on that here because we do actually have a discussion going up right here on the channel tomorrow where we talk about it. But Steve, you didn't get to be part of that discussion. And no. so I want to get some of your quick thoughts just on how you're feeling about five years of Switch. Yeah. So Can you believe how fast the time flies, man? One, it's weird for me because like, I was looking in my Facebook memories, which is how I track too many things, uh, oh, like no. three weeks ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got my Switch five years ago in february right so i was, I was mm-hmm. one of the lucky few that had like you know the the pre-launch experience with the switch which was very weird like there was no e-shop like my my switch came like the wii u came for people like it came without most of the stuff enabled so for me the switch was mm-hmm. a breath of the wild and one two switch machine for a long time um but there's nothing like the launch of a new Nintendo console. Like Sony yeah. with their PS5 and Microsoft with their Xbox. Like it, they're exciting times, but Nintendo somehow just captures this magic. Even when the console is not good, the hype up until you get it is like it's just chef's kiss. Oh, yeah. Like it's the perfect like, you know, I Apple can't do it, Microsoft can't do it, and, mm-hmm. uh, Sony can't do it. Nintendo just has this special like holy shit, I'm getting a brand new Nintendo thing. And when the Switch came out, I would say that was one of the first times that the actual console lived up to the pre-release hype. Like when I held Mm -hmm. the Switch in my hands, like I actually had my own. I was like, this thing is so small and it plays Mario Kart. What the hell? (laughs) Yeah, agreed. The the very first time you start up Breath of the Wild and you see this and you're like, this is on a portable system. On a portable yeah, it's and it's one of those things that even five years in, that hasn't fully worn off for me yet. Like I still play games. No. Like, how is this happening? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I look at Kirby even, and I'm like, sure, like the stuff in the background is like five FPS. It's a little distracting, but it's also, I I can if I have big jeans, put this thing in my pocket. Like you know, it is. Yeah. Like, it's no longer like, hey, I want to bring my Nintendo games to my friend's house. Let me pack a backpack full of shit. Like. You know, uh, and and that is something that 
I don't know that you can undervalue it. Like, I don't know that there's a way to, you know, you can't downplay the convenience that Nintendo has created. Like, we now have what we've wanted all along, which is console quality Nintendo games wherever the hell we want them. And yeah, exactly. I I just that hasn't worn off for me. Yeah, I don't know that Nintendo finds a way out of this. I find, in a weird way, (laughs) they've created a problem for themselves in that I don't want something other than the Switch form factor now. It would be a step, it would feel like a step backward if they they took that away, that portable console. They also need to bring, because people have uh, gone digital far more with this machine than any other. They need to make the backwards compatibility needs to be a major focus for for the next system. Agreed. Um, one of my favorite Switch launch memories that I didn't actually talk about in the discussion that I'll just touch on here quickly is that I got to have that Nintendo Switch commercial moment right after the launch because I took a trip to Japan right after the Switch came out. So I was that guy playing Breath of the Wild in tabletop mode with people. I, I was sitting, at, sat next to a, a kid and his dad, and the kid was just entranced. And he kept talking to his dad. He's like, oh, that's the new Nintendo. Like, I want it. And people kept asking, like, is that the new Nintendo? It was 100% nice. the commercial thing. And it was it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Steve, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Five years on, I despite the the tech being aged when it came out, Five years on, the luster still hasn't worn off to me because of that portable element. And you can play games that look as good as Mario Kart 8 in a portable uh, fashion. So I completely agree with you, man. Um, and happy fifth birthday, Switch. Yeah. I yeah. love this thing. Now, please come out with um, one. Please. <laughs> yes. Um, just a couple of more quick news headlines before we move on to our patron topics. I just wanted to highlight a couple of things. You were mentioning accessibility earlier, Steve, when talking about Elden Ring, and sign language support has now come to Forza Horizon 5, and that's awesome. Nice. I just think that's the coolest damn thing. Forza Horizon 5 is already an amazing game. It just got a little better. A weird question about that, though. Like, as a technical person, Forza, as you know, says Mm. your name or whatever name you choose very often. So do they have, like, a video Uh, of every name? Because there's, like, 300 names. That's a good question. They probably do. (laughs) I wonder That's if they a just good question. Unless, unless they just go in the generic player. Or maybe, yeah, player or you. Or, yeah, that's that's true because there are like 300 different nicknames or something that you can be called. Uh, of course, I chose oh, the, X. It's the only game that calls me X, and it's awesome. I chose Steve. Um, I was just like, that's kind of cool that they can nice. be like, hey, Steve. I did it for I my d- daughter, I... too, and it was like, hey, Avery. And she was like, what? Oh, cool. They, they have Ashton, but not Ash, I think. And uh, when, okay. then when I saw that they had X, I'm like, well. Obviously, I want someone. I want this game to call me X. Yeah, you're, you're Racer X. Why would you want? <laughs> no, you not want that? that Racer X, Mega Man X, man. Come oh, on. come on! You know it's a cooler X. Uh, no. <laughs> speaking of sign language, I, I saw it on Twitter today. I didn't know this. So you know the uh, emoji where they're like, hmm, or like, oh know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, the whole like thinking thing. Yeah, that face. Thank you, uh, Steve. Apparently, in sign language, that means lesbian. What? <laughs> you did not know that. So whenever somebody has, sends that emoji, okay. you're just saying lesbian to each other, technically. You learn right. something new every day, the more yeah, you know. I, I was like, huh, huh. did not know that. Um, let's see. Also, this just happened right before we went live with this episode, but Jinkies, Velma from Scooby-Doo, is, is the newest character to uh, join the Multiverses roster, just oh. further solidifying this as the weirdest fighting game roster ever. Uh, so yeah, uh, we got Shaggy, and now we got Velma. Cool. Who knew? Uh, that's mean, happening. Thelma's awesome. I'm down. I mean, I guess, a, she's always been my favorite Scooby-Doo lesbians. I mean, so. she was canon- canonically, well, according to creators, she was a lesbian in the uh, Mystery Inc. 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Show. Well, she's uh, always been my favorite of the of the uh, Scooby Doo crew. So oh, yeah, she cool. was the smart one. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, the House of the Dead remake got a new trailer today, and I know it's Forever Entertainment, but I watched it, and it actually it is looking good. a little promising. It looks good, right? I was so it's either just like yeah. What happened? What happened here with uh, with with these guys? Like what? I, yeah, and it still has that cheesy happened. voice acting, which is so important. And uh, it's either coming out April fourth or April seventh, depending on whether you believe the trailer or the video description for the trailer. But it's one of those days, and uh, it's looking better than I was expecting with Forever Entertainment. So. Yeah. That's awesome. And the last thing I'll say is just a quick PSA. There are Sonic 2 movie ending spoilers floating around out there. So I was not aware of this. I want to know safe. and I don't want to know. I know, right? Mm. I think it comes from the description on, on like a Sonic 2 movie related toy, but I didn't look into it because oh. I don't want to know. Uh, so just be safe. Be spoiler safe if you care about that. There are ending spoilers uh, out there in the internet. But with that said, we do uh, have patron topics to discuss as well. We always uh, end the show by uh, discussing topics and answering questions suggested to us by our patrons at the producer tier and above. Uh, so which of you would like to go first? Mine's a downer, so I'll go first. <laughs> okay, fair uh, enough. So mine, mine comes from Joseph Bayer. Thank you very much for the question. Uh, it says, what are some of your favorite multiplayer game memories? And I will go with one. I think I've told a, 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 an abridged version of this story before. Uh, but I was very much on the Dreamcast hype train in, in the late 90s, at the turn of the millennium. So mm -hmm. uh, 2000, 2001, I played over 1500 hours of fantasy star online and I made That's friends, wow. many, many friends, but the nature of the internet 20 years ago, 21 years ago was that uh, it was, it was all kind of segmented into smaller communities. And, and there wasn't like, you know, there was no Twitter, there was no Facebook, there was no real place to like gather groups of friends. So we all kind of just knew each other through this one game and uh, we, that would be where we'd talk, where we'd hang out, you know, and I, I met a lot of people there. I talked about life with them. I talked about things I was going through. Like I made what I felt were real friends on that game. Um, but there was no like, you know, we didn't exchange contact information outside of the game. It just became kind of an unspoken rule that this is where we hung out and talked to each other. And Sega announced, of course, that the game was closing and mm. we decided that this was going to be like the last time we spoke to each other. We were going to let our friendship die with the game, the whole group of us. And weird. I, so we, we took turns playing through like the entirety of the game over the course of one day. So like we played through all of the areas, all of the sections. And I, I saved my closest friends for last, like the people that I had shared the most intimate details of my life with. And oh, I remember man. sitting on the floor of my room. We, we had beaten dark falls and there were just seconds left of this game's existence. And I was bawling, like just crying my eyes out you know like realizing that this was the last time i was going to talk to some of these people ever again and like mm. when the server like blinked off we were all just sitting there like talking telling each other how much we loved each other and how we try to find each other it was a stupid thing to do to just not like hey what's your aim info but like yeah, we, exactly aim was a thing yeah, yeah but we were i just like, want to shake you shake yeah you. and i was just i remember just sitting they're heartbroken. Like eventually I found some of these people again and like reconnected with them years later. But it's like that moment. I just remember like feeling my, my heart was so heavy thinking about the fact that I'd 
been through so much in this world with these people and and that they kind of had a window into my life and my mine into theirs that I was just crushed that Sega decided to turn off, you know, the servers for the game. And uh, I don't think that I'll ever like it's like bittersweet for me because I had such yeah. good memories in that game and I spent so much time like getting to play with people and but it was also like a sad moment at the same time i'm very grateful for the time i spent there and it's kind of in a weird way one of my favorite memories at this point just because of how emotionally impactful that game ended up being uh sure but yeah you know anyway it's friday hi yeah it's definitely tough i can turn the mood around because i was thinking i could either talk about my friend who's amazing at halo and uh you know it was that was fun uh he we we could he would do one V like five and still beat us. Uh, wow. like he was on a national, he was on a national level of halo. Like got to see like halo two early. Cause he won a tournament and stuff like that. It's, it's nuts. Um, but I, instead I'll go for a different game. I, I, I really enjoyed uncharted two. It was a good time. Ooh, nice. I Great actually game. tried out the, um, uh, tried out the multiplayer in that game. Had a lot of fun. Did pretty well. However, um, you two know my screen name on oh, PlayStation. Yes. Oh, yes. I don't One use of the voice best. chat. I don't use voice uh -huh. chat, but um, other people uh, were in time having a good time. And I was on the team. And for those who don't know, and I will check, I, I got to change it at some point. I just don't want to lose it. They like, warned of losing certain data. I was like, oh, I don't want to lose anything because mm -hmm. you never know. Um my my screen name was Virgin Wolf because they took it from Virginia, <laughs> took it from Virginia Wolf uh, for never, whatever reason. I, never college. Of that. I, I will say that I every either. time. So I, just to interject here real quick, when when you get a review code from Sony, you have to give them the PSN ID of the person that's playing the game. And I have had to send them Derek's ID exactly twice. And I'm like, <laughs> and every time in parentheses, I put not a joke, not kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. So, you just can't make that up. <laughs> so there's that. There's that. I have that name. And I'm doing really well. I am top of the team. But I'm not on voice chat. Other guys on my team are. And they are literally, <laughs> literally <laughs> screaming through the mics because I'm doing so well. Yeah, go Virgin. Hell yeah, Virgin. Oh, oh, virgin is a shorthand. I'm like... Oh, I've made a mistake. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Let's go. I, uh, that's so good. I uh, I don't have any online gaming memories really uh, like that, but in kind of a similar vein, uh, and I, I used to be part of an uh, of a message board based club on AOL. That's how far back this goes on America oh, Online God. called, <laughs> wait for it, Final Fantasy Club X, which is just the most 90s thing it's, oh it's so stupid but uh i met a lot of people through that community that i eventually lost touch with so that's you know kind of uh you know a, a, my version of that but um i do have one story that i just love and uh, this happened a few years ago with one of my best friends uh aaron cooper uh this was when we, when we met actually and we were all staying in a big house uh i was i was staying with the wired productions crew they're an indie game developer publisher and uh, we were all staying in a, in a big Airbnb together. And one of the nights we were, uh, we were all there, we were partying and it was me, my buddy, Aaron, who is a uh, former TNT guest, by the way, yeah. and the Nintendo power couple, Philia and Danny, just two of the kindest people you'll ever meet. And so we were all there 
And we uh, we ended up wearing Nintendo onesies. There was Mario. I think I was wearing Yoshi. Uh, there was Mario onesie, Luigi, and DK. And we were basically in Nintendo onesies playing Birio Kart 8 Deluxe. And if you don't know the rules of Birio Kart 8 Deluxe, essentially, you have to finish. You have to pound a beer. You have to finish a beer by the end, by the end of a race. But you can't drink and drive. Who drinks and drive? Nobody drinks and drives. So... You have to pull over or stop if, you, if you're going to drink the beer. So what do you do? Do you pound it at the beginning and then try to catch up? Do you try to get ahead of everybody, then stop before the finish line and pound it at the end? That's up to you. But basically, we all just got absolutely tanked in, 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 our, in our Nintendo onesies playing Birio Kart 8 Deluxe. But at some point, we ran out of libations. So we had to call, uh, call a lift to go out to a local you know, like grocery store <laughs> to, to pick up more beer. And this poor Lyft driver, I don't know, he must not have known what he got himself into. We were perfectly nice. We weren't loud or boisterous, but we were in our Nintendo onesies. And so this guy picked us up and he's like, what, what have I stepped into? And it was just, it was <laughs> very awkward story. silence. Yeah, it was a very awkward silence in the car. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, we gave him a big tip and and then our night continued. But yeah, so that's what happened with... Uh, <laughs> Birio Kart 8 Deluxe. Also, uh, another one of my best friends, Jansen, is in our chat right now, in our live audience chat, saying that I let my friendship with him end over over some video game. I don't know what he's talking about. He's still one of my best friends. He's <laughs> the one who moved to Florida. I'm still here in LA. He moved to Florida. Man, what are you talking about? You I love probably you know told I him if you beat him at Smash, he had to be exiled to Florida. I mean, I, yeah, that's, <laughs> maybe that's, that's what it is. <laughs> that could be what it is. Play yeah, freedom. all right well thank you so much for that topic joseph uh derek you want to go next man sure uh mine is uh (laughs) pat pending who asks uh who has the hairiest chest of gvg no kidding uh that's what they actually (laughs) say actual suggestion what are some of the game series that you own either physically or digitally that you either have not or have hardly played in my case as an example i own a lot of assassin's creed games but have never played any of the any of them i also own a lot of smt despite not really having the time to play let's see those backlogs and um this this one Hmm. This one called to me because I have one for you that because uh, I, you know, at first I thought Assassin's Creed, but you know what? I actually got through most of the Assassin's Creed that I own. So I've not bought more. So that helps a lot. But um, mine, <laughs> I have Yakuza zero through five and seven since oh, I got that one code. So one. I have all of Yakuza. I have except for six. I've never played Yakuza. <laughs> so nice. there you go. Fair enough. I can uh, I can say that thanks to uh, uh, Kate in our in our uh, executive producer squad, I own every single Ace Attorney game. She she nice. bought nice. me she bought me the the one of the collections on Steam, and I filled out the collection with the rest of them, and I have not even started a single one of them. They That's are me all with <laughs> staring at me, telling me, "Yeah, I know you know I'm good. You should play me." And I'm like, "Yeah, but mm-hmm. like I could just order like." Yep. A, a whopper and watch Netflix. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I apologize. You know, I, don't... I will play them eventually. I just, I don't know what it is. Like I, I never go, Hmm. Now's the time to look at my backlog. I think backlogs are so depressing that I just ignore them. Right. Yeah. I don't know that I have a good answer for this. I, I have a couple of like sort of answers. I, I, I have a couple of grand theft auto games that I haven't come anywhere close to completing. I probably have three GTA games and I, I've barely played, any of them except for four, which ironically is considered usually the worst one. Um, 
I have a couple of Legend of Heroes games, which I will probably never, ever get through because they are so dense and so long. Um, but I don't really have a bunch of like long running franchises that I haven't played. Like I have Yakuza like a dragon and I played most of that, but I don't have zero through six through six. So I'm sorry to say, I don't really think I have a great answer for this, but there are a couple answers for you, you know, kinda, um, Mm -hmm. I have some resident evil games and I played some of most of them. I guess that's counts as an answer, but yeah, sorry to say that. These days, I don't really have much time to focus on my backlog anyway, because I'm just trying to keep up with the games that are coming out that I want to play. So, you know, I'm playing Forbidden West, and then Kirby's <laughs> going to come out soon. And yeah, so yeah, sorry to say I don't really have a great answer for this. But uh, yeah, thank you for the topic, Pat. And oh, all right. Jansen, well, now I see why Ash banished you to Florida. I've never played more than 10 minutes of Chrono Trigger. I hated it. I oh, thought you, I he, thought you were cool. he deserves it. I thought you were cool. He, yeah, he deserves it for that. That's, <laughs> that's why you were banished to Florida, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. So my topic this week comes from Moon Knight. Thank you so much, Moon Knight. And it's, uh, it's a bit of a long one, so bear with me. Has any game or movie impacted your life so much that no matter what people say, you love it to the end? I was having a hard time during college. My first semester, I was failing a maths class, even though I was really good during high school, and that's why I entered an IT career. Come November, I was feeling so depressed, but then a trailer changed my mind somehow. Don't know if it was the song or the characters, but something clicked inside and made me want to keep going. That movie was Big Hero 6. And the trailer with Greek Fire's Top of the World somehow made me motivated to pass the class. And in the end, I even got an A as the final grade. Uh, Pokemon Sun, for example, helped me keep going when in mid-career I had a really awful database teacher who legit never showed up and expected us to work all weekend just to give him homeworks or exams. Uh, Pokemon Sun's cheery vibe and music and color just motivated me somehow, despite some not liking it or thinking it wasn't enough for Pokemon to change. So thank you for that topic, Moon Knight. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fudge it a little bit. Oh, you said game oh, or movie. I need to interrupt oh. real quick. I have something going on with my kids. I'll be right back. <laughs> no no worries, man. Um, okay, so I'm going to fudge this a little bit. You said game or movie, but I'm going to say a TV show. And actually, my, my buddy Jansen in the chat probably knows where I'm going with this. Um, despite some of, the thing, some of the things they did wrong in later seasons and some of the backlash against the finale, I was, I was and remain a huge fan of Lost. I lived and breathed Lost during its whole entire run. And Jansen was actually the one who got me into Lost. And it became like a ritual for me and my wife, my girlfriend at the time, and my family. Like, we would get together every week to watch the you know the new episode of Lost. And it just, it was such a special part of my life that I I look back upon fondly. And it was just, we we were into all the fan theories. We would read up on, like, fan sites and find out insider information about upcoming episodes and we were just utterly all obsessed with Lost. And the 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 finale was super divisive. A lot of people hated it. Uh, I happened to be on the side of people who loved it. And But dis- despite all the things it did wrong, and it did a lot wrong, storytelling-wise, I will remain a fan and defend that show to my dying breath. It just brings me back to one of my favorite times in my life and just a, uh, just a really fond memory I have of something that I associated with a TV show that my family and my my wife and I all really got into for six years. It was a it ran, ran for six years, six seasons. Yeah. So, I yeah. What about you, Derek? Apparently, I need to just stay away from shows that are really good, really serialized, and then just have crap finales that I keep up with week to week. Because it happened to me with Lost, and it happened to me with freaking uh, Game of Thrones. Like 
It's like, jeez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. such bad endings. <laughs> it's, it's awful. Yeah, I I watched the ending of Game of Thrones with a buddy at the time who was really into it, and I had never seen other than maybe the first episode of Game of Thrones, and I knew what Jon Snow was going to do before he knew it. I'm like, I haven't mm-hmm. even watched this show, and I know where this is going. It yeah. was terrible. I, yeah. I know there's good shows out there. I want to go watch them. I just haven't had a chance to do that. But the ones I got really into that I wanted to keep going with it, see it week to week. Nope. Missed it. And, right. and well, you know, they just end poorly. I don't know why. It's very yeah, unfortunate. But bad. I, I will say um, there is uh, it's, it's, to answer this to Moon Knight's question. The game that kind of just made me happy. Each time I played it, like it actively, actively had an active mood shift. Uh, every time I could be having a rough day, I just not feeling great or, you know, whatever else was going on. And then I I'd sit down and play this game and I'd just be like immediately in a happy mood, which is kind of funny considering some of the content in the game. But it just immediately just I was just so happy being that world and so involved mm-hmm. in it. And that's Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, it just. Yeah, it, it's like. There are some truly depressing things in that game. It will make you cry for the most part, mm-hmm. but it's just so pure, I guess is the best way to put sure. it. It just made me feel good each time I, I played it. I don't know. It just it just made me happy each time I touched it. And I, hear uh, that. I, I just, that was my thing. <laughs> that was definitely my thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's definitely... Definitely the big one for me. I'm trying to think of others. There's others, of course, that you can just play and be immediately put into a good mood. But I find Dragon Quest really has that um, uh, that that sense to it. Because even the original mm-hmm. Dragon Quest, I like can just chill with. Um, but mm-hmm. Eleven is definitely one that just like yeah made me happy. DQ Eleven. That's a great example. That is a game that brought me right back to the golden age of, of JRPGs and just made reminded me of games like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI and, and, you know, all just games from that era. And I love it. I Mm -hmm. I mean, I've talked a lot about how much I adore DQ11, and it definitely brought me back to a simpler, kinder time and time in my life, right? When we were, you know, younger, less responsibilities. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I I can't say enough amazing things about that game. But it looks like Steve is back. So I'm glad we were able to keep talking about this until you can give your (laughs) thoughts on this topic. Yeah, real quick for those of you asking in the chat, I personally am fine. My children were just having a squabble that I had to resolve. <laughs> Some, something yeah. about siblings and playing video games together. Anyway. Um, oh, I yeah. feel that. Yeah, so my... Uh, sorry about that. Uh, okay, there we go. Sorry. I thought somebody was texting me about something else. So uh, my favorite, like, something that takes me back that I won't hear, like, any uh, complaints about or I'll overlook the flaws in, it's definitely, I mean broadly n64 era first party games like i know that there's lots of problems and lots of things that you could easily nitpick but i will hear no complaints about super mario 64 specifically i don't know what it is i think that it came along at just the right time in my life to where i had the perfect combination of like free time and and uh adoration for nintendo uh, I just, I've played through Mario 64 to 120 stars, probably seven times in my life at this point. Oh my God. Yeah, I, probably, I put in yeah. an absurd number of hours into that game. And I know that there's like, I can, I can literally do most levels, most stars even by like pure muscle memory at this point. Same. Yeah. And I, I can tell you that the camera system blows 
that the frame rate is pretty terrible in some spots. Like, you know, it, it and, and it hasn't aged well visually. Like, I understand that there are lots and lots and lots of issues with Mario 64, but to me, somehow it is perfect. Like, it exists outside of the critical thinking part of my brain. Um, and I think it's just it's because, game, so. yeah, I spent so many hours with this game. I loved it so intensely as a kid because, again, like when you're a kid, you have whatever games your parents can afford to get you. Uh, but this was the very first video game I bought for myself. Like I saved up and I bought Mario 64. And nice. I think that that was, that was it for me. It was also the very first Mario game I got right when it came out. Like I bought that game at launch, you know, and, uh, so I got to be part of like all the other kids for once that had, you know, the new thing with the new Mario game. And I was like, Oh, me too. It's so great. I found Yoshi. What yeah. about you? You know? And so I think that that kind of cemented it into this special place in my, in my memory. And I could just never like, I, I know as a games critic, there are things, pl plentiful things that are wrong with the game and we're wrong with it, you know, in 1996, seven, sure. whenever it came out. Um, mm -hmm. but they, it's just that one game that I could never be objectively critical of. Yeah, I mean, fair that's enough. fair. That's, I mean, Mario yeah. 64, despite the elements that haven't aged well, I, I still think is just such an incredible game, especially for when it came out. I mean, it really legitimized right. 3D gaming in a way that mm -hmm. no other game did at the time. So, no, I totally Everybody agree. was still and... trying to figure out, and then Mario 64 came out. I was like, oh, that's how we do oh, it. Oh, yeah, and everything right. in games media at that point was, is this the Mario 64 killer? Sonic Adventure, yeah. Blasto. Yeah. <laughs> Blasto. Yeah, anything that came out. Spyro, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Mario um, and Moon Knight. Like high watermark for gaming in general at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Moon Knight, thank you for the topic. And I guess since I kind of fudged it in the be in, to begin with, I will say that in terms of video games, Final Fantasy VI impacted my life tremendously because that is the game that kickstarted my lifelong obsession with video game music. And so I will love and adore Final Fantasy VI to the end of my days, no matter nice. what. Uh, but yeah, thank yeah. you so much, Moon Knight. And thank you to all of our patrons who submitted topics. As always, we're sorry we can't get to everyone. We can only pick one per week each, but we really appreciate you submitting them. And uh, we're looking forward to the next round of topics. With that said, we are almost at the end of today's episode, but we do have a few more Super Chats, which I'm going to just rapid fire through. So here we go. Um, let's see. Hey, it's Dingo with $5. Thank you so much. Saying Fue Coco will be the ox in the Zodiac because a male and female crocodile are called, or because male and female crocodiles are called bulls and cows. Look it up. Hmm. I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for I, it. Hey, it's Dingo. Thank that. you. I, I mean, I, I get the whole mm -hmm. ox thing, but I don't think they've ever gone from like a reptile to a mammal, right? I don't believe so. I don't think so. So I'll, I'll, your knowledge about the Zodiac, I'll take your word for, but I, I'm, I'm with Steve. I'm not sure if that's what's going to end up happening with Fue Coco, but we'll see. Uh, speaking of Pokemon, we have another super chat from Lizard81288 with $5. Thank you uh, so much, saying, I can't tell if Quaxley is wearing a hat or if that, if that is its hair. Did Game Freak just give us a JoJo reference? I hope its final form is just a buff duck. I can get behind that, just a buff duck. That would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's hard to tell. Have you seen artwork here. of, of Quaxley as, um, uh, Donald Duck or no, is it, I'm, I'm blanking. Is it Joe? Is it Joe? It's not the Joseph Joestar, is it? No, no, it's the fourth. Um, uh, Josuke, Josuke. I'm sorry. Jotaro Jose. was, Jose. Uh, okay. uh, Jojo three. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Vedron in our live audience. Vedron in our live audience chat says Conquista Duck. That's so good. 
That is so good. There's so many good name pun names for the duck. I, Cause I, 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 yeah. I put out duck and ear. I love duck and ear. Nice. Oh, that's so good. That is uh, good. all right. Steve, we have a question for you. Tim Rattray with $5. Thank you. Saying Steve, who's on your uh, King of fighters, 15 team. Mine is Terry, Athena and Mai. though. I'm starting to love Isla and she's gunning for my spot. So we, we have a pretty similar team, Tim, Tim, team, team. team. Nice. Anyway, <laughs> um, I, I use uh, Terry, Ryo, Sakazaki, and Mai, uh, though Mai's a uh, placeholder for when Rock Howard gets released because I have major oh, cool. love for Mark of the Wolves. And I mean, and, and just Ryo Sakazaki takes me back to like the dream bout from Fatal Fury where he was like the hidden character. I, I always loved that crossover. So I put Terry nice. and Ryo together whenever I can. Also, Ryo is basically Ryu, so he's he's pretty easy to control. Nice. Right. Nice. I got to play more KOF 15. I really like the demo. I'd like to, to dig into that game a little bit more. Uh, next is $2 from Mwape Mulinga. Thank you. Uh, asking, or I got to ask, did anyone see the new Pokemon opening? Uh, I had I did. not. I, okay. I, I did watch it. And nice. uh, it goes hard. They're bringing in all kinds of stuff from past seasons. Really? Uh, Ash, has, Ash has a pretty badass moment where they show him tossing out a bunch of his Pokeballs. And he has... Um, cool. The the Mega Ring from uh, Gen Six, the uh, the Z Move Ring from Gen Seven, and then the Mega the Dynamax on both arms. So we just cool. loaded up with Pokeballs, ready to use any of the methods. <laughs> it's like okay, okay I gotta Ash's, watch this. Tonight. I mean, Ash has been kind of badass ever since uh, X and Y, but they're it's really me, good. badass. <laughs> it's, it's me, yeah. Sure. Um, no, no, for sure. No, sorry, Derek. No, but yeah, I gotta watch that. That sounds really cool well badass like song too yeah okay i gotta watch that tonight uh next is becca levels up with four dollars and 99 cents thank you so much saying i have so many friends in world of warcraft that i wish i would have known outside of the game damn it steve for making me cry <laughs> i'm sorry I'm steve sorry. you made her cry it feels <laughs> <laughs> yep uh, and then finally, to close us out for the day, we have $5 from Wolverale12. I don't recognize that name. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, saying, you. hey, guys, sorry I haven't been around for the streams. Also, I think I like all of the starters, unlike recent gens, but I'm with Ash on Team Sprigatito. Hell yeah, Wolverale. Tell, team tell me Sprigatito you smoke pot without telling forever. me you smoke pot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that does bring us to the end of episode four of the GVG cast. Thank you so much for watching. We hope you've had a great time hanging out with us. We've had a great time hanging out with you. Uh, as always, we do have to give a special thanks to all of our patrons. At Hold the on. Apologies. Did we run our no second ad? Oh, oh, no. We didn't. We still have to do that. My bad. I, lace. I didn't forget you. Hold on. All right. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Yes. yes. Welcome to my channel. My name is Straylace, and I make content. And sometimes I've got Monster Hunter. As they say in England. Ow! I've got Pokemon. I'm going to do something really stupid. I've got game design analysis. Fast and unthought out decisions can have some nasty consequences down the line. And I've also got Dungeons and Dragons. I like how half the party is cultured and they're like, it's just food. And the other half is, what is this magic? So feel free to stop by, say hi, learn a little, and laugh a little. And we're back. Yes, thank you so much, Straight Lace. And sorry for the later, uh, you know, playing your video later in the episode than usual. But we love you and appreciate you. And uh, thank you for everything you've done for us in the channel. 
And with that said, we are now at the end of episode four of the GVG cast. Thank you all so much for watching. As always, we do have to give a special thank you to all of our patrons at the producer tier and above for helping to make this show happen and everything we do happen because without you, we couldn't. So thank you so, so much. But as always, we also have to give an extra special thank you to all of our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine, amazing, wonderful, incredible folks include... Brandon Bovia, Cutie Caitlin, Fangs, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman 23, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Logan Daniel, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Beard J373, Critter XD, Kitty Kong Facts, Angel Martinez, Diogo RP, Joshua Hunter, Benny Yao, Sapphire, Azran127, Black King, Pagrima, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Orum, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Killamox, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, Kenneth Lee Stingle, Jessica Toad, Deaneth, Sci Fi Lullabies, Michael McCaw, Niminator, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hubi, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Ascaron 809, Ryaner, Captain Finlandia, Nathan Steele, Spicy Panda Otter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Rosa Pardo Bowling. Hi, Mom. My actual mom. <laughs> Hello to my actual right. biological mom. <laughs> Kane Woolley, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Dark Steel Zero One, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior Twenty Nine, DJ Jurassic, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Dinner Sonic, Darik, Jeff Ed, Blazestar Twenty Five, Stag Nasty, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Screamo Shaman. Mason Riley, Keel, Willow Pingree, Santi the Person, Brendan Hesse, Hustlebun, Noah Fitterer, Calvin Atkinson, Ryan's Fault, Brainchild, Pat Pending, Jim Wakelin, Lauren Bond, Sridhar Ayala, and last but certainly not least, Gavin Twaddle. Wow, that list just gets longer every time I read it, it feels like. Thank you uh -huh. so much, everybody, for your incredible generosity. If you want to find out more about how you can get on that list, as well as take advantage of all the other perks we offer our patrons, head on over to patreon.com slash gvgaming, and you can check us out over there. We'd really appreciate it, but even if you can't, and you just like and follow here, on or subscribe to us here on YouTube, that would mean the world to us. But that's it for us today. We're going to go to our patron-exclusive post-show. Thank you all so much for watching. Have a great weekend, and good night and good vibes. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you later.